This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. First up today, a relatively simple story, but one with, I think, an interesting background and context to it. Um, a viral video of a man who took it upon himself to repair a pothole step one. And then step two, painted Do It Sire or My Money over it. And uh, this took place along Jalan Hulu Balang in Taman Sentosa in Klang. And the man is believed to be a resident nearby. So this, okay, we'll get into the context. But first, I think there's very good reason. It's very easy to understand why something like this went viral so quickly. Yeah, because uh, potholes are a perennial problem. They are a bane. Yeah, and they mm. seem to become a metaphor for how government doesn't work uh, for the simplest of things. Uh, you know, that uh, you can even report it and things don't get done, as in this case. It was reported uh, to the relevant authorities. I, I think that... Um, it doesn't have at this point in time a really positive spin, which is the public spiritedness of somebody who goes out there and fixes the pothole, because at this point it's still mired in the kind of resentment people feel or desperation that things don't get done that ha- actually quite can have quite uh, detrimental I- impacts on the health of individuals. Let me just add a bit more colour or detail to this picture because in the video, the man was saying, uh, this is my money, this is your money, this is not YB's money, we do this so that they don't claim credit. Otherwise, even if we use our money, people will claim credit for it. And I think this comes, or maybe this embodies that sense of frustration of nothing being done or nothing being seen to be done because the truth is that Following the video as a response to it, Dr. Gunaraj George, who is the assemblyman for that area, did say that the Klang Municipal Council had already been informed that the pothole needed repairing and that in general that Jalan Hulubalang is prone to having potholes because of rain and heavy vehicles and that essentially... Subsequent to all this, a meeting has now been held with the mayor to ensure that priority is given to fixing potholes um, for the area, but also for Klang as a whole. And I think this is quite interesting because it might it indicates a few things, right? Firstly, that when you get attention via <laughs> via situations like this, things get done, meetings get set. But the other part of it is that it's an acknowledgement that the complaint was received. So then there is a question of timeliness. Yeah, so I don't know if the problem was about uh, the Klang Municipal Council's own sort of work processes, when they take a complaint, when they deal with it, you know, especially when it uh, demands maybe subcontractors or private contractors to come in. But, you know, Lynn, honestly, a couple of weeks ago, I complained about something in my neighborhood through the MPPJ, uh, MBPJ uh, portal. And what, and it took me a bit of time to kind of download the apps. and stuff, But I actually got done and it got done really fast. How so, did you know? Did they report it back to you or did you just observe it one day and, oh, it's done? Yeah, because I walked past this and what it was was just rubbish thrown right next to a coffee shop. I took photographs of it. I put it uh, you know, in the system. I had some problems. And then I emailed the relevant authorities. They respond by saying, oh, you and a Mrs. I think it was Mrs. Chan also complained <laughs> about this. And like three days later, it was cleaned up. And they were like, they would like tick a tape around it to, you know, kind of indicate you shouldn't throw rubbish in this corner. And so I was really uh, chuffed and happy and surprised that I got such a positive response so quickly. 
So that's what we're talking about today. Um, not necessarily the positive response, because in <laughs> this case, it was a response to there not being anything done. But a man went viral for basically repairing a pothole himself with his own money and then making sure everybody knew it because he painted over that pothole, do it, sire. In other words, don't, you know, don't let the government take credit for this. And so we are asking you, what would you do in this situation? Would you take matters into your own hands? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bulldozing Fine Measures. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.13 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We're talking today about a viral video of a man who repaired a pothole with his own money and then painted, just so you were clear, do it sire over it, saying that, you know, people need to know that we are out here fixing problems for ourselves. We can't let, you know, for example, MPs take the credit for this. So we're asking you, have you seen the video? What would you do in this situation? Would you also take matters into your own hands? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Speaking with us now, uh, we have Associate Professor Dr. Masriya Mustafa from the School of Civil Engineering at UITM. Masriya, good to have you with us. Hello, hi. So, uh, like we said, this recent video went viral. Um, what did you make of it? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. The video really catch my uh, attention because uh, it shows some uh, proactive action taken by um, someone to address another another uh, community issues. Yeah, so we can. I tend to ask is so. Um what you know so there were actually a lot of comments that came around this video one that uh, there is no government department monitoring road conditions at least not on a consistent basis right um and the one of the outcomes of that is that road issues take too long to get fixed uh, could you help us understand which authorities or agencies in government are responsible for the monitoring of our roads and are there sops in place for such problems to be resolved Okay, first of all, I think um never-ending statement by um the the resident or the uh, or the public would be um they know that everything related to roads will be JKR. JKR will be road maintenance. But there are um in Malaysia there are uh, other responsible uh, agencies uh, for the monitoring and also maintenance of the road and it being shared by several government agencies at different level. So basically the key agencies uh, that involved in the oversight of Malaysian roads uh, will include the Ministry of Works uh, itself, which be responsible for the planning, development, and also maintenance of infrastructure projects, including roads, bridges, and also highways. And at the same time, we have our JKR, Malaysian Public Works Department, operates under the Ministry of Works um, and it is also one of the primary agencies responsible for the construction and maintenance of public infrastructure, including roads itself. And then others would be uh, local municipal or local authorities um, uh, or PBTs, I would say. They will also be uh, uh, playing an important role in maintenance of roads within their respective jurisdiction. And of course, uh, if you talk about highway, Malaysian Highway Authority would be involved or oversees the management and also maintenance of Malaysian Expressway, um, ensuring their safety and also function, 
uh, functionality. So it is actually depending on which particular road that has problem. So we have to address um, the issues uh, to proper, uh, what do we call it, uh, agencies that involve. So basically, I guess uh, previously, previously meaning that before 2023, before we had this My Jalan apps that was launched uh, last year in August, before this, we had like several uh, uh, platform that people can can submit a complaint to JKR. For example, they've got this uh, website like Aduan JKR. And then uh, I think last time uh, DBKL also um, had um, some WhatsApp group for Kuala Lumpur. So DBKL has this uh, um, privilege. I mean, Kuala Lumpur people can, can simply have this privilege to lodge the complaint through WhatsApp. Um, yeah, so basically right now we have this MyJalan apps and it was already launched uh, in August 2023. So it's a one-stop center for all kind of complaints related to roads, including those not maintained by the Works Ministry. So considering that we know uh, roughly, you know, which agencies are in charge of which roads and what avenues there are for the public to complain, in this case, we saw somebody doing it himself. And we have a question from a listener, M, who says, is it permissible to work or repair or modify public properties, which roads are? Well, um, initially, no. But somehow the video has demonstrated someone has a strong sense of civic responsibility. Maybe he already lodged uh, a lot of complaints, but then uh, there no, uh, there's no proactive approach uh, or action taken by the uh, agencies involved. So his action may be driven by uh, frustration with the condition of the roads. And at the same time, he highlighted the potential impact that individuals can have in creating positive change at the grassroots level, particularly during this era of digitalization. So um, in case of that particular road network, um, I would say the responsible uh, local authority would be uh, Kelang uh, Municipal Council. So maybe there's a gap of delays in official maintenance and repair processes that raise questions about the adequacy of public services and infrastructure uh, management in the area, in which ideally public infrastructure should be well maintained by the relevant authorities. Yeah, I know you're not part of the government and you're not part of the local council and you're actually an academic working in our university. But, uh, yeah. The question really to you is, what kind of message does this video and the act, that you say it's civic-mindedness, right, uh, send yeah. to people in government? And do you think they will respond in the right way, in a positive way, uh, following this, uh, this video? Um, I think, yeah, because the thing is somehow we cannot simply punish uh, someone who uh, take up upon themselves to fix the pothole independent, independently. So um, instead of taking punitive measures, uh, the authority might acknowledge or should acknowledge the individu individual's effort to address this uh, issue. And and uh, this recognition can also be coupled with some explanation uh, of the appropriate procedures for reporting uh, root problems in the future. I believe we've asked you this before, uh, the last time you were on our show, but potholes on our road are a perennial issue. And we do have a question from Cheryl who says, is the quality of our roads not good? Why do they need constant repairing? The thing is, the presence of pothole uh, on our roads is a very complex issue and it may influence by several fact uh, factors. It can be uh, 
uh, from the infrastructure itself, the design itself or the environmental and also the maintenance related reason. So some example or some uh, contributing factors that may lead to potholes would be the weather condition because the thing is, uh, especially currently, Malaysia experienced a tropical climate with heavy rainfall that contribute to flood as well. So the intense rain can lead to soil erosion and wash away road surfaces, which uh, will accelerate the development of potholes. And at the same time, at certain um, in cert, uh, at certain part of Malaysia, we do have high traffic volume, particularly from heavy vehicles, which can contribute to wear and tear of the road surfaces. So these overloaded trucks and vehicles can increase significant pressure on the pavement. And of course, it may accelerate uh, deterioration of the road. And at the same time, of course, the quality of the road construction being used uh, or the lack of uh, routine maintenance or even inadequate drainage uh, system because uh, if we have poor drainage infrastructure, they may result in water uh, accumulation on the road, which will also lead to water infiltration into the pavement. So Porthole patching technique can also be, uh, what do we call it, the 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 reason uh, why porthole may develop, and um, I think right now people uh, acknowledge that rapid urbanization and development uh, that would increase the traffic load infrastructure demand would also putting additional uh, stress on our roads, so there shouldn't be any question whether um, we see uh, every day many potholes on the road because there are. Uh, there have been uh, studies and also research conducted by relevant authority in order to at least minimize the issues of pothole in Malaysia. So some of it uh, might be in uh, in uh, investigation of the quality and durability of the road construction material and also maintenance st uh, strategies in which studies have been conducted to evaluate the effectiveness of current road maintenance practices in uh, preventing and also repairing potholes, which include the timing and also the method of uh, repairs as well as uh, the technology uh, used for early detection of uh, our road damage. Well, who would have thought uh, the potholes would be so complex? But I want to ask you this because uh, you did mention the question of heavy vehicles. Uh, is there enough done to ensure that heavy vehicles are allowed only on certain types of roads? I mean, do we have a regulatory framework for where heavy vehicles can go? And if they are allowed on these residential roads, is there enough uh, monitoring of the damage they do? I think um, if we are talking about uh, monitoring whether uh, we have enough or not, I, I don't think that we have enough uh, monitoring control um, uh, monitoring control of the uh, use of the heavy vehicles on the road, especially the route that they frequently use. However, um, there are some um, initiative that came uh, that that can that we can actually do um, or the government can simply do. Uh, for example. Uh, investing in quality uh, road construction, especially those um, uh, used by uh, heavy vehicles. So we need to construct uh, this uh, road using high quality materials that adhere to robust uh, engineering standard. And uh, of course, uh, regular road inspection need to be done, especially those uh, at this uh, 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 area of uh, heavy traffic, especially with the high um, uh, heavy vehicle traffic 
and uh, we also need to uh, wait uh, have the uh, weight limit enforcement so somehow i think uh, there are um, uh, strict enforcement on the weight uh, limits for vehicles but then maybe it's not enough because overloaded trucks uh, may have uh, or may put uh, or may increase excessive pressure on road surfaces that also may contribute to the formation of the uh, pothole. And of course, at the same time, uh, there are many other um, initiatives that we can simply do. Uh, incorporate sustainable road design or even educational campaign. Because the thing is, um, as, a, as a, a road user, we also have our right or our role in order to make sure that uh, we have pothole free on our roads. So the thing about this is that the Taman Sentosa Assemblyman, Dr. Gunaraj George, said that the local council had already been informed of the pothole, but there hadn't been follow-up actions taken. What challenges are local councils facing in resolving the issue of potholes in a timely manner? Because, of course, they are genuinely dangerous. Yep. Um, the thing is, um, every uh, local council do have their own problem. Maybe they have uh, limited resources, uh, limited financial resources, which can also impact their ability to conduct frequent and comprehensive road maintenance. And then uh, perhaps there are already high volume of reports in which local council may typically receive a high volume of reports that related to various issues, including pothole. And they have to prioritize and also respond to each uh, report promptly and this can be very challenging especially if resources are stretched and uh, at the same time um, we have also a weather condition uh, restriction uh, in which uh, within the couple of this week we've got a heavy uh, rainfall or even flooded in some areas so that might also uh, contribute to the plan of the uh, root patching and at the same time, they might they might have uh, they might have uh, staffing level and also expertise, uh, maybe inadequate staffing level, or maybe one most important thing would be bureaucratic process. So that would be uh, one of the things that will hinder uh, the um, fast response of all the reports and also complaints. Now, speaking of, of uh, fast responses, we we have exactly two minutes with you left. Uh, Deputy Works Minister Dr. Sri Ahmad Maslan said he's trying to promote the My Jalan KKR app, which will allow the public to lodge complaints on potholes and other road issues. And he also vows to fix those potholes on federal roads in 24 hours after a report is confirmed. What role do you think this is going to? Is this a game changer, do you think, for the situation of our roads? The thing is, we have to know right now uh, whether uh, up to, say, January 2024, how many of us Malaysian citizens know about uh, uh, these particular apps? Is there any statistic to prove that everyone in Malaysia or at least 80% of Malaysian citizens do know about the existence of these apps. So the thing is, one thing that we have to do is that we have to increase the awareness of these particular apps because it's it's really crucial. Everyone needs to know it. And some strategies can can be done uh, pro, um, uh, rapidly, Okay, marketing um, outreach campaign, or, or even have the partnership with school and universities because we can simply incorporate information about the apps in school uh, or, or university newsletter website or during the university event. And then at the same time, of course, um, 
we can educate, uh, we can do some educational initiative, develop educational material, which everything uh, need to be done uh, in order to make sure every Malaysian citizen know about it, these apps. And then, of course, public role have uh, a strong uh, contribution. Uh, they have to report uh, in this particular My Apps, uh, My Jalan apps. And then at the same time, they have to promote responsible driving, practice responsible driving habits to reduce road wear and tear, and also adhere to weight limits. So as a, a trucks driver, of course, they have to be encouraged to be responsible, um, support the weight limit for the vehicle. And then uh, we can also educate um, others. And, and of course, uh, not only complain, but we can also try to promote um, about the this particular awareness um, to other people we have because the thing is um the responsibility for uh for uh, potholes or something related to road infrastructure is not only uh for the uh it's not only uh to the uh, government but everyone in malaysia should play a role Masria, thank you so much for speaking with us that was associate professor dr Masria mustafa from the school of civil engineering uitm keep it here bfm 89.9 Burden Free Malaysia BFM 89.9 The Business Station it's 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We have been talking today about a viral video and the man in it, or rather um, the action that he did. Because you might have seen it already, a man went viral for fixing a large pothole in Klang and then subsequently painting Do It Sire over it, my money. Um, and so we were asking you... Would you do something similar in this situation, I guess? Would you take matters into your own hands? You can let us know. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So we've got a bunch of messages. Let's actually start with a voice note. This is from Bing. Wow, I fully empathise with the guy who filled up the pothole. And uh, yeah, I fully agree with him you know there's a lot of things that uh, the authorities and the enforcement officers are just not there to do their jobs and then sometimes people got to take matters on their own hand but uh, on the other side of the coin well he put his uh, graffiti onto the pavement right and that's actually considered vandalism so if the enforcement officers are fast enough yeah he could get a fine for that but think about it. If you allow people to take control matters on their own hands, then you will have a lot of people policing around. Yeah. And is that encouraged? Right? You have uh, own police officers, you have own bombas, uh, you have people who will uh, go around being their own JPJs. Right? I'll be probably one of the guys on the pedestrian walks giving fines to all the motorcycles parked on it, you see? But do you want this to happen? And are we, uh, are we legitimate people who are, who are empowered to do such a thing? If all self-policing is, uh, is being done this way, well, it's anarchy, man. Bing, thank you for that. Um, so, okay, that went... Uh, pretty quickly from I agree with this to it's vigilantism. And and actually, I I think 
for me, there's one distinction I'd like to draw here, which is the difference between playing the role of an enforcement officer and in repairing something. Because actually, those are different things, right? Um, if there's a there's a community centered aspect to something that, like repairing a bench in a playground, or like filling a pothole, or you know something like that, clearing a fallen tree, something like that, um, is very different from issuing summons to an which will then be paid in an imaginary court because there's there's no enforcement power behind you. So it's a little bit different, I think. Yeah, in fact, uh, long before you get to anarchy, maybe you could just stop at Gotong Royong. And, uh, you know, there are, well, systems and even cultural impulses that we can tap into that will allow communities to do a fix uh, around their own neighbourhood. I believe that, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, uh, last year sometime there was a notice going out, at least in the Patalingjaya area, where the, where the municipal council would actually give money to communities yes. to to make some necessary changes they felt uh, they needed in their own community. So that's a way of devolving things because unless we want complete surveillance and, you know, uh, cameras on every corner, uh, we will probably have to play some role in the maintenance of our own neighbourhoods and environments. Um, okay, actually, the, question, the, the messages that are coming in are now, I think, a mix of comments and questions. Maybe, maybe we'll take the questions first. Sarah says, did he report it first, like Sherrod, or just wait for it to be fixed? I've had good response for fallen trees and wire damage. So this is unclear. Um, the reports all indicate that he is likely a, uh, a resident in the area um, and that there had been multiple reports about the pothole. I'm not sure how long they waited, but it was long enough for people in the neighbourhood to say that they had been waiting. Yeah, and of course, you know, the the timeline for somebody who feels that uh, a pothole actually is a very dangerous thing mm -hmm. uh, for cyclists, for a motorcyclist, uh, and can result in serious injury, your sense of the urgency of something might be different from, uh, you know, a government agency that has to weigh up all kinds of things. It will have more than just one complaint to deal with. It will have to set priorities. It will have issues of, you know, whatever, you know, funding and stuff. So, yeah, things might move at a very different pace and your perception of it might differ. Uh, yes, and... Yeah, I think that that is fundamentally fundamentally it. Also worth noting, without necessarily throwing um, the Klang Municipal Council under the bus or into the pothole, as it were, um, <laughs> is that different municipal councils might have different rates of reaction because, Sharad, you were talking about MBPJ and actually Lee Shun also says MBPJ has been very efficient in addressing most complaints through the portal, so kudos to them. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if this extends in, in every which direction for every municipal council. Similarly, Ske says, the question that should be asked, what is the mechanism to get a pothole repaired? In the 80s, the JKR had their own engineers and work team to do this. Later, I understand and councils have outsourced these services. So the JKR team no longer drive around councils to identify problems, hence relying on the public to lodge a complaint. Then do they need to instruct outsourced contractors to do the work? Most of the time, they just do a simple filling of the hole and a few days later, it sinks again. It took about 10 days plus to fill a large hole um, near GM Klang recently. It's filled now, but it's poor quality. Yeah, so there's the issue of the poor quality, um, you know, and, and this might be something that happens when you do, when you outsource, unless you're monitoring the, the contractors that you outsource this work to, they will probably go for materials that give them the greatest profit margin. Unless 
Um, unless written into the contract, a very specific uh, specifications as to the materials being used. But uh, I think what is really uh, enabled by you know modern technology in the digital age, all that today is that we can all play a role in monitoring. I think that's why these apps are being created today, because the sheer volume of problems that are out there, that the more eyes there are on it. I made that complaint, Lynn, not because it was in directly in front of you know my apartment, but this was actually in an area that I frequent, but in the neighborhood. So I, I wasn't somebody who was living across from the dump. I was just somebody who walked past <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, it became a dump, and it, because it was in next to a restaurant, you mm. know, one of those nice coffee shops in Section Seventeen, that I, I felt the need to participate. Uh, so for me, actually, one thing, Skay, I, I can't speak to the technicalities of it, but one thing that stands out to me from your message about the public's role is also that I actually don't mind being the complainant, meaning, um, look, the, the public are the people using the roads most often. It makes sense for them to therefore be the ones who are actually saying, hey, I noticed this, um, this is dangerous for children, this is dangerous for, for riders, whatever it might be, right, my car. Um, but I think I would draw the line at the public having to play the role of QC. Because if I complain and then you fix it, and now I'm in the position of telling you, uh, okay, thank you for fixing it, but um, yeah, it's sinking, <laughs> and and you know this is a bad idea, this is bad quality. Then I think the I, I would draw the line at that. I think that there's a problem there. Yeah. Well, except that, you know, when you think about it, if there were multiple complaints about uh, shoddy work, mm -hmm. uh, maybe then it would l alert the authorities. But it's a frustrating position for a citizen to be in, yeah. I think. True. But then, it, you know, the only answer is that you, you just uh, triple the number of personnel you have at these. Uh -huh. uh, and, and then we complain about the cost of governance and all it. that, right? So what do we want? Do we want to participate? Maybe or do we, we just want, want better quality roads so, and fixes so that the complaints wouldn't have to even be done. Um, but yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that there is that. TIDJ, just to close off for now, says, I've punctured my tyre twice driving over potholes, but I did nothing. Uh, one was in front of Istana Nagara. It was patched up within 24 hours. I'm sick of potholes. I just grumble about it. I really hope that PDRM and JPJ would enforce existing laws. I'm sure that there's a provision there that can be used. Often the cause of these potholes are heavy vehicles using roads they're not supposed to, um, he over heavy vehicles that are overloaded beyond the weightage capacity that they're legally allowed to transport. Yeah, I mean, if there are laws, I think, well, you know, by necessity, you'd want them to be enforced. But coming back to uh, the question of Klang and the Municipal Council there, I hope they see this guy as a hero and, you know, mm. give him not just a pat on the back, but a reassurance that they will work harder the next time. We'll be back for more of your thoughts. Uh, we are talking about a man who went viral for fixing a pothole himself at his own expense and then painting Do It Sire on top just to you know really get the message home. Let us know, what would you do in this situation? Would you also take matters into your own hands? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Business-filled minds, BFM 89.9. It's 5.48. We're closing things off on the evening edition with Lynn and Sherrod on the subject of potholes. Uh, keep those thoughts coming. We do have um, a couple of messages that I've been waiting to get to because they address what may be some of the poorest roads in our country, which is in the state of Sarawak, long complained about, often brought up. Legion says, when the young Dipatuan Agong came to visit the state, all the roads in Sarawak were repaired overnight, especially the major roads under the Pan Borneo project. Peyi, meanwhile, says... 
Totally agree with the overloaded trucks. I'm from Sarawak. I feel like I need to mention this because potholes are a nationwide issue. And my dad used to joke that he would write a book to landmark all the potholes in Kuching. This should give you the idea of how long these potholes have been around. It's years. Anyway, I live in the Klang Valley now. When I was doing some work as an auditor in the outskirts of Sabah, the road conditions near oil palm plantations are in such a terrible state. Literally one side of the road would be totally unusable and traffic would build up because of this. It's not only a massive eyesore, but it feels very unsafe because the damage looks like it just spreads and no party wants to take responsibility for it. My understanding from locals then was that local authorities did try to fix, but the occurrence is too often because of heavy vehicles in commercial zones and plantations. And so they really have to prioritise which roads they have enough budget for. In my opinion, private companies in the area need to pay some kind of tax for this. Now in the Klang Valley, I recently observed the construction of some new highways next to Mid Valley. There are massive potholes and damage to the roads turning from Old Klang Road onto the Federal. But now that it's completed and open, I noticed whoever awarded the project only patched up a tiny stretch of the road. There is a very clear demarcation and did not bother fixing anything up beyond that. It's just hilarious to look at the border where one side is smooth and the other is poor. I think there is a need to highlight the role potholes play in terrible traffic as well. Yeah, and I think that's a wonderful description of um, several problems. And the one that I think you ended off with, it goes back against who's responsible, right? If developers uh, are not civic-minded in the way that the gentleman from Klang was, then we have a problem. If they don't go beyond what they just have to do uh, and they're not held up, uh, held to account for their lack of... Um, you know, uh, responsibility for the damage being done to the roads, then maybe the authorities just need to find them or tax them. Mm. I, I love pay the mention of um, the private sector and, and the role that they play, but I'm also glad that you brought up the issue of traffic because the truth is that for many of us, Sharad, <laughs> nodding wisely at me again. I, I feel like you're about to bring up the non-driving. No, We're just I'm not. a minute just, away from uh, it. The, the, it's <laughs> deeply embedded in my soul. Um, no, but... One of the things that I feel like people most commonly complain as a driver, I'm a driver myself, um, about, you know, feeling like your car, well, either your tyre is going to burst or like your suspension's going to break as a result of a really deep and unexpected pothole. But the other thing about it is exactly what you point out, which is the traffic cost. Because if people know that there is a pothole, then you're going to get swaying. You're going to get people wanting to cut out. You're going to get all these things. And especially on highways, which are ostensibly supposed to be smooth and free-flowing, it does result actually in in moments where you can clearly see post-pothole, we're all fine again. But before that, it's just pandemonium. Yeah, there's actually a pedestrian equivalent to this, and that's, um, say, missing culverts over, you know, areas where there are drains that where human beings are supposed to, uh, you know, walk. And that is, a, I think, a, also a perennial problem in the Klang Valley. I don't know uh, how other cities in the country uh, experience this, but for pedestrians, there are hazards that are unnecessary that, uh, and I know over the years that some people have been very bad badly hurt by falling into drains and such because of missing Calvert. So um, is something going to be done? Uh, maybe these apps are going to be the game changer. I hope they will be. Um, Anon says, in response to being constantly told 
by the numerous departments in charge of different aspects, why should people responsible for a job like public works need to be constantly reminded to carry out their duties? Is there no job scope specified in these government departments or agencies? If there's currently no monitoring, uh, create jobs then. I'm certain there are retirees who wouldn't mind being employed as road rounding inspectors. It would keep our roads safe. Retirees can be gainfully employed. Well, that's an interesting idea. Uh, as I rapidly approach 60, maybe this is something I could be doing, <laughs> except I'd be walking around. Uh, okay, to close off, Mizi says, I would fix the pothole, paint Kerajaan Hutang, and then send the bill to the Municipal Council for payment after putting it on social media. But so far, my adun has been very efficient. Well, lucky you, Mizi. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, to what extent can people start to charge the government? Like, I will pay for it first, fix the problem, and then I bill you. Kerajaan hutang. Simple. It's a simple, evocative phrase. Um, okay, that is all the time we have for potholes today. Let us know, what would you do in this situation? Would you also take matters into your own hands? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.